0: Kia ora. This program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard.
1: Kia ora and hello.
2: I've been asked to tell you about No Labels, the radio show for, by, and about people living with disabilities. The show offers interviews and news about the disability sector in Aotearoa, New Zealand. On Wellington's Access Radio 106.1 FM, Find us on Facebook or go to www.accessradio.org.nz. No Labels, our voice for you on Access Radio. Hello and welcome to the programme and to the new year. I'm Mike Gawley. On today's show, I canvas how accessible October's local body lectures were for a disabled candidate, and People First addressed the Commission into Abuse and Care. No Labels co-host and producer Thomas Bryan had a tilt at election to the Greater Wellington Regional Council. Back in September last year, I looked at how accessible the elections were for the disabled voter. But now I talk with Thomas Bryan about how it was for a disabled candidate.
0: Well, actually, it wasn't too bad. Um, I knew a few of the people who were already on the council and so got a few tips from some of them beforehand uh, before I made up my mind to throw my hat in the ring. Um, and then got some advice along the way, um, got some friends to help you know, circulate my name out there, um, putting leaflets in letterboxes for me. But it was quite a full-on time, and I'm, all I can say was I'm pleased I didn't say stand for the Wellington City Council, because they had meetings sometimes two or three a day um, leading up to the election. So what obstacles did you encounter as a blind candidate in particular? Um I guess some of it was around access to information. So some of the information was only available in PDF. Um, Some of them expected you to fill out a form. Um, Getting my passport photo and things like that, they were easy because I've done that several times before. But when you've got to make a payment and then send a copy of the receipt, um, you know, it posed a few challenges. Um, Got some cited help to help me do some of that. Um, and I could have just gone into the regional council and, and paid it and got the receipt and just said, here's my receipt. But um, I was trying to do as much as I could online with COVID and everything else that was happening. I just really didn't want to go out until I really had to go out. So, but certainly, yeah, registering and getting all the paperwork done had had its few challenges. Then, of course, there was a whole lot of documents that one needed to familiarise oneself with what the regional council had in its long-term plan, etc., and a lot of those were PDFs and they weren't well formatted. So they were a bit of a challenge to read, um, but, you know, I got there, but they, they could have been a lot better. You've made the comment that you were the only openly disabled candidate standing yeah. in the elections. What... That I'm aware of anyway. Well, we do not count the closet ones, do we? <laughs> I mean, there, there could have been someone else outside the region, but I'm pretty sure I was the only one in the Wellington region that was standing. Um, which, which is really great, but I think we'd, I'd love to see more disabled people out there standing for local bodies or other organisations, be even be at boards. But get out there and um, you know let everybody see that we're just a you know as as. Average as everybody else. We have our own sort of views, our own quirks, but at the end of the day we are you know taxpayers, we're voters, we're ratepayers, whatever, um, and we have a voice and you know, express your, your interests and your concerns and get out there. What motivated you to actually stand in the first place? Well, I've been involved with um, the Accessibility Advisory Group for Wellington City Council for a number of years. I was the chair and co-chair for a while, Um, I was involved with the regional council on a similar committee which I was the chair for and just recently have been involved with public transport advisory group which is a group of um, users of public transport that the regional council established and I saw areas where I really thought that we could do a lot better in making services, public transport, whatever, more accessible and inclusive because at the moment, you know, we see lots of work happening, but quite often accessibility isn't seen as a cornerstone. It's always thought of afterwards. And, of course, when it's thought of afterwards, then it either never happens or it becomes such a costly exercise to retrofit something. Um, it's never a great outcome for the end user.
2: So what sort of examples can you be thinking of when you, when you put yourself forward?
0: Um, so, you know, when we... You know, our train network is really old. You know, the regional council worked really well with the disability community on the design of the new trains. But the platforms and getting to and from the platforms are really ancient and really need a lot of attention to bring them up to standard. Auckland went through a huge phase where they upgraded a lot of their stations, put in lifts and escalators uh, or travelators, um, to make it easier for everybody to get on and off the station, you know, we're dealing with something that was built, you know, back in the dim dark ages. And while it's had some tweaks, it really hasn't improved the accessibility of some of our stations. And when they cancel trains, and it's really quite difficult for wheelchair users or parents with, um, you know, wee children and prams and pushchairs to get onto the station. And they, oh, there's a bus we have to get then the bus may actually may not be um, an accessible bus. It might have steps in it or it might have, you know, limited spacing for a wheelchair. So, you know, there's just stuff like that that happens. Sometimes it's just poor planning, but sometimes it's actually about the design. And I guess some of the things like around design is, you know, when you even pilot a system where you have – where you're excluding some people from using it because of the systems that you use – isn't a a good starting point. And so the regional council rolled out an example with the Tawa on-demand bus service. Great service. The buses can take, I think, one wheelchair user, but you have to book the bus using a smartphone and pay by credit card. Not everybody uses a smartphone and not everybody has a credit card. And to me, there were a couple of areas that, and while it's a pilot, if you don't get the pilot right, then you're excluding some people from participating in the pilot. So they should have been able to use their snapper card as a payment option um, and you should have been able to phone in and book the bus like they did in Timaru and in Auckland when they were running their pilots. So it's little things like that that can make a huge difference but also can make sure that you're including everyone from the population, not just those who maybe use technology or who have um, a credit card to hand. Now, part of the campaigning, of course, involves
2: going to these arduous meetings. How did you find being involved in those?
0: Um, I was a bit um, – I wasn't wasn't looking forward to them to start with, but when I, I – I worked out a bit of a system for myself. So I when I saw where the venue was, who was organising it, because most of them were organised by residence associations or the university or, you know, a particular group, I reached out to the group and said, hey, I'm coming along to the meeting. I'm one of the candidates. I'm a blind person. Just needed to let you know, so no surprises for you, but also what you might be able to tell me how the meeting's going to run and what you're expecting of candidates. And most of the, the, I think, yeah, I think all of them were pretty good. They all came back to me and said, hey, look, thanks for letting us know what can we do to make this um, work for you. And so I said, look, if you're going to be reading out, quest- if you're going to be handing out questions, then read out the questions. Don't expect you know me to read them out because I won't be able to. And um, one, I think the Crawley one I went to, they read the questions out for everybody, which made it that much easier. We had an in the bag competition type um, event. And it was quite interesting because some of the other candidates, the boxes were quite far away that had numbers on them and they struggled to read them. So they were reading the numbers out to everybody of what bags were left to pick from. So, but to me, it was like people don't know what they don't know. So I, it's my role then to help educate them and tell them what my needs are and what would work for me. And um, just checking out well beforehand so there's no surprises for me or for the host. Hey, thanks, Thomas. Appreciate you coming in and talking about this. Hey, no, look, I think it was a great experience. Um, I think, you know, it's quite costly. Um, I didn't go to the lengths that other people did with putting up billboards because of the cost involved. Um, I didn't have a political party or someone sponsoring me. I just did it off my own bat. And so it can be quite a costly exercise. So um, check that out before anyone puts their hand up. But give it a go. The more people, more disabled people that stand up for and are out there in the community, the better the community understands our needs and what we need to do to make Wellington a more accessible city. Now, I understand you're a Jackson Brown fan. Oh, yes. Got, we've got our tickets to go to the show next year already. Um, this will be probably the third time I've seen Teen Jackson. Love his music. And don't ask me to choose my favourite because there's just so many of them. Closer is running on empty. Running on Empty is certainly one of my favourites.
2: Thank you. People first is an organization for and by people with an intellectual or learning disability. In July last year they fronted up to the Royal Commission of Inquiry into Abuse and State of Faith Based Care. Here to tell us about that experience as the freshly elected national chair of People First.
3: Hello, I'm Ronnie Gioni. I'm the new national chair and also also, I'm a Northern Region President. I come from Auckland. Welcome, Ronnie. Hey,
2: look, I'm just going to ask you a couple of questions about the statement to the Royal Commission. Why did you, dis- why did you decide to make a statement on behalf of the whole committee rather than just an individual?
3: We are, we wrote no one has. We were, no one was speaking up about people with learning disability were being treated. We want to speak up for the people with learning disability who have lived in institutions, who would not have their was heard and for those people who have passed away. And what kind of things you say in that statement, Ronnie? So the main thing said we was even that even though the big institution has gone today is about how people think it, and treated people, we don't have our own rights.
2: So how are people treated now, Ronnie? What are you concerned about?
3: I think people still living in the back, of, back in back in old days. And Back and I just uh, ended up to my call manager about this statement. Yeah.
4: Um, so are you are you recording me? Yeah. Okay. I'll just see if by talking make me can make me make sense, right? Um, So we still have lots of people with learning disability living in situations where they don't have choice and control over their own lives, they don't get to make their own decisions and we're also very aware that group homes and other places can be run very institutionalised so we need to get rid of institutionalised practices and actions.
2: And what kind of examples did you present in your statement, Ronnie? What sort of things did you point to in your statement? about what was happening. So, I'm
4: going to stop with your mic. We didn't really, um... So, we weren't witnesses. We were just making a statement. So, we didn't have... Um, I'm just going to... Can we get a speech here? Um, it might be quite useful to having a speech back in our front of us. It's yeah, been right a right. while now. Yeah, i <laughs> um, If you need money to do that first, but again, um... Oh yeah, because yeah, I think this is the main this line here um, is the main one, so you might want to read that again if it's stronger. Okay, so you can read that again. So it says Ronnie, we were worried. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 I'll just pull it up and just
3: keep mine. We were worried no one was picking up how about how people with learning disability were treated.
4: Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to that next statement. For
3: you. We want to speak for the people with learning disability who had lived in institution. We mm-hmm. who would not have their voice heard and for those who have passed away. So Ronnie,
2: what was it like presenting to the Commission (coughs) in that statement? What what did you feel?
3: It was a great experience. It was good speaking up for people with learning disability. Also got to listen to the stories about in Kimberley.
2: Hey, thanks, Ronnie. That's really, really good. Thank you. Is there anything else you want to say
3: at this point? We want, same rights as everyone else. We want to get rid of, of old laws and treat us worse than others, like the minimum wage exemption. This means you can pay a disability disabled people less than minimum wage we want to to have a good life same as other if people with learning disability are not an everyday part of our community then we stay out of sight out of mind
2: that's great thank you Hey, just one question. Do you have a favourite music track you'd like me you to play with the programme?
3: Um, something no, you like? Not really. Okay. Well. <laughs>
2: can I choose for you then? Yeah, you can choose. So if you think about something, Matt no, okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Stand up for our wives. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Bob Marley. Bob Marley, <laughs> yeah.
4: That'd be cool, in yeah. it? Yeah. You
2: might wanna, I just think yeah.
4: you might want to yeah. read that one again at the bottom, but, um, like, be really because it's going to go
3: on the radio so we want people to hear every word really clearly which
4: one? the whole other thing we also did we did show our film i citizen too Mm -hmm. which have you looked at that film it's
3: on our website we want it we want the same rights as everyone else (coughs) we want to get rid of the old laws That treated us worse than others Like the minimum wage exemption This means you can pay disabled people Less than the minimum wage We wanted to have a good life The same as others If, the, if people... With learning disability are uh, not every day part of our community. Then we start outside out of mind.
2: That's newly minted People First chair Ronnie sioni ably supported by staffer Pip Townsend and National Director Cindy Jones. People first have produced a video I'm a Citizen too, and I'll play that later in the year. And their choice of track just has to be Bob Marley's Get Up Stand Up. Get up. And that wraps up this edition of No Labels. Until next time, I'm Mike really looking forward to your company then. Kaketi Arnold.
0: That programme was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand on Air for funding accessmedia.nz.